Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Keith. Thank you all for joining us today. Um, This is uh, something that we always talk about, the human design system. And uh, we're going to be diving a little deeper into the different centers and offering some of our own experiences and discussing the differences between how we would interact in our lives uh, if you have a an activated center or a non-activated center within the nine of the human design system. Yes, and this is going to directly relate to what other people may know of the chakra system, uh, the subtle energy centers that we have that run throughout the body. It's actually hundreds of them, but uh, these are, we're going to highlight the nine that are dictated in the human design and it's been a wealth of information for me uh, now working with that for over about 18 years. And um, it's a standard with all of my clients, uh, both the, the Destiny card system and the human design system. And it really helps to ideally understand and break down things that we've picked up in our family lineage and traumas that we've taken on and then what was divinely given to us you know, when we were born. And I think it's a wealth of information and I'm looking forward to just shine a little flashlight on the, the centers, the nine centers, and just the most general information of whether that's activated. Um, and that means you're putting energy out into the world or it's non-activated. And that means that you're more empathic in that center. And we'll get into uh, in the full discussion, you know, what aspects uh, differentiate between those two. So I want to start <laughs> this episode off with asking you a semi-deep question, Alexander. Um, In your experience of working with this system and just relating it to the energy centers, which center have you learned the most about yourself through with utilizing the human design and, and how they describe the center and the energy that it either puts out or not. Um, So which center for you has been the most impactful? The most impactful or maybe the most intriguing for me would be the spleen center. And um, I've always just kind of had this saying that if there was one that I could shift in my design with some magical way, uh, this is the one that, you know, uh, just in my meager opinion, I think that I would like to shift. And, um, because it is based around an external intuition and the spleen center is directly connected to our intuition. So people that have it white or non-activated are, are very perceptive to their environment intuitively. But people that have it activated are very intuitive about themselves. And this is a very interesting, uh, like I said, to me, one of the most interesting of the centers because Intuition and extra sense perceptions is something that I enjoy helping people to develop. Um, but it's, it's, it takes on a lot of different perceptions from many different views of where intuition comes from and how to work best with it. 
And so, um, so I think that's the answer to your, your question would be the spleen center. And it is the, for anybody that has a human design chart, it is the triangle to the left at the bottom. Um, the right is the emotions and the left is the spleen center. So why would you want to change that about yourself? Like, what are you not getting or what do you have that you'd rather exchange for the other side? Well, once again, in my um, livelihood, it really helps because it helps me to see things in others that they may be hindered or not able to see in themselves. But the beauty of the activated spleen is being able to see yourself clearly and, uh, you know, my biggest interest for over 25 years has been dissecting this human experience and getting the most out of it that I possibly can. And um, part of that is, yet it's a, a, a gift in my livelihood to have this intuition to be able to help others to see things, but it's a hindrance in seeing things clearly for myself. So I've utilized um, tools such as pendulums or uh, the I Ching, different uh, animal speaks that I'm always looking for messages. So, so with my particular design, with that not being my strong suit of seeing myself clearly, then I've worked to develop multiple tools to help uh, when I do have a question about myself uh, to make sure that I'm getting as accurate a reading as possible, uh, since that's not the skill set of the non-activated spleen. So I guess we'll run through some of the other ones as we go, and I guess we'll just touch upon them and you know what their general uh, energies represent. Um, I guess we can go back down to the bottom of the chart and discuss the root chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that. I've been really looking into and feeling the energy around because I have it activated. And um, the more I do this work, the more sensitive I become. We, we did an episode recently, a couple months ago, about this very subject that the more work we do and the more in tune with the subtle energies around us that we become, the more sensitive we become. And so it's like, is a gift, but it's also a little bit of a detriment. And for me, this center has really been, um, you know, I guess I, I would say a little bit of a detriment because the more I become aware of my activated root, the more I feel into it. And it is around, or at least a part of it is around uh, like travel and mm-hmm. making your home your sanctuary. And I'm very comfortable, comfortable at home. And I, you know, being young, a young person, I used to like have that view of like, oh, I love traveling. But the older I get and the more, especially the more I get into doing this work, the more I can just really realize that my energy really does well and recharges more when I'm, when I have a home base, when I'm comfortable. And so when I went through this whole process of selling my house, moving to a temporary location and then trying to find another mm-hmm. a house to buy like that we were in discussion the whole time like it was a nightmare for me i felt so so much upheaval in my life and i was waiting for this sense of like relaxation to come after selling you know my my past house because i knew that was a lot of work and and mm-hmm. it 
should have been celebrated once it happened, but I just could not release that sort of like focus, I guess, but also just tension in my body of where I needed to go because at that point I still didn't have a new residence. Yes. And this is, you know, breaking this down in simplistic terms is uh, you and I both have the root chakra activated and it can be said that your power point is your home location. That's certainly been the case for me. And here you've moved recently, as you were just discussing, when you didn't have that place and you were in between, you were still taken care of on all the logical sides, but there was a very uncomfortable feeling that you had to deal with and process. And that's the main difference between these two is when it's white or non-activated, they, these people are the traveling vagabonds. They can literally make anywhere home. But when you have it activated like you and I both do, then our home becomes a very important power spot. And uh, this is directly connected in when I do relationship consultations. When one has this activated and one doesn't, it brings in issues right away because one person wants to travel a, a good bit. Normally, the person without it activated and then the person that does have it activated, they want to stay at home more. So this is one of the very first places I start in a partnership consultation is describing the difference and trying to find the traveling person, a traveling partner, and for that not to pull on the person that is more of a homebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. And and I think, you know, when I was younger, I wanted or at least that idea of being a vagabond was attractive. Like, sure. I think it was just the freeness, though, of but like in reality, it's not for me. Yes. It's not. I've I've entertained it and I know. You know, I have a knowing of of who I am and how I was made now. Yes, I'm, and I'm just recently back from visiting Hawaii, and I was gone for three weeks and traveling, you know, six hours difference, uh, multiple different time zones to get all the way back to the East Coast. It's taken me almost two weeks to for my energy field to get rebalanced into this area, and it had been two years since I had gone to Hawaii and um, I'm just really realizing the impact that it has. So people that have issues with traveling or brings on a lot of anxiety or any type of discomforts, you know, this is right off the bat. If you hadn't checked your human design, it's likely that you do have this activated and therefore people that have this activated are just more challenged in traveling, especially through time zones than people that uh, have this non-activated. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move up to the sacral center. Um, I think this is probably one that I know the least about. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Well, this is the creative center and the sexual center. Here's where I like to suggest that creative energy, sexual energy, and the emotion worry are all a very similar, uh, three different experiences, but very similar energies. And so if you're not a creative person, you're not being creative in your life and you're not having a, a healthy sexual experience, then many times this person is going to worry. And so see if the energy is not utilized for those that have it activated and both you and I have this activated as generators, you know, there's a pressure to create, so to say. So again, if a person isn't in a job that they feel creative and maybe at home 
their their sex life isn't as good as it could be, then and they have it activated, then many times that person is just going to feel a pressure to worry about things. And so this is very important for anybody that you know feels like they experience the emotion worry a lot. Then there's again a high likelihood that you had this activated. There's a pressure to be creative. And I think you can speak for yourself. I know in my own life that when I go through spells of low creativity, many times it directly affects my mood. And so accepting that I am a creative person and I need to have multiple outlets for that creativity helps that energy to stay burned off to help manage that worry or fear energy. Is this one of the reasons why a projector may be seen lazy by generators because they don't have this energy and so they can kind of exist without worrying. <laughs> yes, that I mean that that is very common and uh they can get labeled as lazy because projectors and reflectors don't have this center that is the generating center to make things happen. And so they typically do better in partnerships or in groups. So again as we discussed any of any and all of these it's not better or worse whether it's activated or not. It's just different um, spices of the of the recipe, so to say. And so, um, so that's why we just wanted to do a general touch base on what it's like for each one of these to be activated and what it's like when it's not activated to help people get rid of this self judgment uh, from a certain standpoint. And so, this is the sacral center is. The second one up from the bottom, the square. And again, if somebody doesn't have this activated, they might not have a lot of pull to be creative and to make things happen. But at the same time, they also don't carry the same pressure to worry about things. So, so again, it's a, it's not a right or wrong or a better or worse. It's just different facets. Yeah. And then so we can move to the right, the triangle on the right, which would be the emotional center. And uh, I have this completely open, uh, but this is probably where if people think of themselves as empaths, this could be one of the reasons. Yes, this is the emotional center as, as you just shared. And when people use the word empath, um, you know, there's actually the human design shows nine areas that you can be empathic. But most of the time, I feel like people are talking about being an emotional empath, taking on people's energies or emotions. And this is certainly the case for people that have this white or non-activated, such as yourself. I have this activated. So people that have this white, uh, they're more susceptible to the mood of people that they're around. And if you're not careful, you will start to take on that mood after 15 to 30 minutes of being around them. So I like to to share with people that feel like they are emotionally very sensitive to those around them to take breaks every 15 minutes or so to go get some water, to go to the restroom, because you're breaking the, the energy connection. And that's very, very important. And see, people with the emotions activated, that just means you're on a 24 hour a day, seven days a week, roller coaster ride of the emotions. So this is where I help people to work with accepting the emotion that you're experiencing. And normally it will move through in 24 hours or less if it's truly allowed. And so this is a different experience that you and I have in life in just general, because again, mine's activated and yours isn't. And it's always fun to discuss 
experiences with somebody with an opposite design, um, especially where, you know, the emotions are concerned. But this is this is one of the biggest ones that, you know, depending on your livelihood and what you do for your job and how you're designed, this is one of the uh, biggest centers as far as the effect that it has, uh, especially the people with them non-activated, such as Aaron here. So would you say that if you had it non-activated, how, like, how would that affect the, the work that you do? Well, it would be more challenging for me to separate what is the uh, client's and what's mine. And now with it activated, I'm able to, you know, daily I check in multiple times of where I'm at emotionally and especially after each client. And so that would be more challenging is for people that do energy work or massage therapy or even some type of talk therapy. Uh, I intentionally keep, you know, six foot in between me and my clients because I want to feel their energy, but I don't want to be affecting them in areas that they are susceptible to that. So this is where, you know, other uh, people that are very positive and very, um, utilize their emotions to affect people. This could be a preacher in a pulpit or a self-help type of person. If they have that energy center activated and they really uh, project those emotions, especially from a positive standpoint, then see anyone with that white, they're very, very affected by that while they're around that person or that gathering. But then once they get away, that can dwindle. And this is what happens with people getting inspired by others and then not realizing that once they get away from the person, they lose a lot of that um, gusto, so to say. Yeah. And I don't think we've touched upon it, but when a center is filled in, we're putting that energy out and the person who has it non-filled in, non-activated or completely open, they're absorbing that energy from their environment. And so this is how we interact with each other, why we feel certain things when we get into that, like Alexander mentioned, the the six foot, six to eight foot range, when we're kind of in somebody else's aura or energy field, things about us are going to change. So for me, when I get around Alexander, my emotions tend to fill in, and maybe I can see myself more clearly than if I was out alone or you know at home, yes, right? Yes, and and that. You know, you're going to be able to see yourself clearly if the person you're around is in a balanced emotional state. And you may see yourself uh, a little bit more one-sided depending on the emotional state of whoever you're around. So being aware of that is just very useful just even in general uh, conversations uh, with people because you can be affected very easily. And then the next one is the spleen center on the other side that we're talking about where intuition is concerned. And again, when that's white or non-activated, such as myself, you have a strength in external intuition. And when it's activated, um, such as Aaron has it, then that is a clear path of knowing the self. So this is where when it's activated in people, it's, it's the case where everyone is your mirror. And so whatever you're seeing in your external is really a message for you. And then people with that center white, such as myself, normally what you're intuiting or seeing from an external view is, is that, and it's not always a message for you. So a lot of intuitive people, this is a very important center, um, to, 
to learn about, to really understand how you intuit things. And now we can move on to the heart, which is that smaller triangle in between the emotions and then like kind of like the the center center. <laughs> um, and, and the heart has is interesting because you would think that it would be the emotional center, but it's really mostly around boundaries, which I feel like I have a, a good masculine energy and I have certain boundaries, but I think the boundaries here are mostly around or at least the way I interpret it and the way I've been working with the the heart center around like relationships or things of that nature, like having boundaries with how I, you know, how I'm going to allow myself to be treated and stuff like that. Yes. And uh, another term is the will center. So, so how you will things or how you set the boundaries is a, is a, a good terminology as well. And and yes, normally red-hearted people or people with this activated, such as myself, we have to learn to set boundaries in a softer way, in a more communicative way. And then white-hearted people or white-will-centered people, um, such as Aaron, are here to to learn to set boundaries at all. Many, many people struggle with that throughout their life, especially in teenage and early 20s and people with this white and then many times when they do start setting boundaries, uh, they can set them too harshly or set them too late. And so working with people of it's not just about setting boundaries, but it's when you set them that is a big key in how you are able to communicate those boundaries. Unfortunately, many people don't set boundaries until they're emotionally involved. And then that's what sets up a defense mechanism in the other person. So so it is quite an obstacle for both parties to learn to set boundaries optimal. It's just that for most white-hearted people or white will-centered people, just setting boundaries at all is a challenge. And then we can move to the that center center, uh, which is the called the GPS center, which I have non-activated. And that's always puzzled me, I guess, um, because I I feel like I know where I'm going, but I guess I just have more flexibility. Is that how you would talk about that? Well, I think that, you know, you've been, because uh, you have this center, this, the diamond in the middle, uh, white, and I have it activated. And normally what that means, just in simple terms, is one has a pull to go in a certain direction, and that's the person with it activated. And they don't always make logical sense of why they're going in certain directions. And the white, a GPS person, has more of a flexibility. And less of a pull, but an easier adaptation to whatever direction they want to go in. So many times with white GPS people, I like to just suggest, hey, just don't put yourself in a situation to where you can't pivot or change. And you'll always feel a level of contentment is when people can't get out of their job or they can't sell a home that they're in that's costing them too much. That's where the this can really weigh heavy on um, you know, a non-GPS ignited person. And and it also helps that if you're around or you find somebody or a group of people that are going in a direction that you like to go in, see, it's easy for you to grasp onto that energy and utilize it to where mine is less flexible, that I might be interested in a certain direction or path. But if it's not for my overall good or in my divine guidance, then life is going to pull me back towards that 
that direction or that GPS. And that's why we call it the GPS because it is the direction. So again, it's not better or worse whether you had this activated or not. It's just whether you feel a pull to go in a direction or you have a little bit more ease and flexibility. Yeah, I like that description and I have more questions that I'll get into a little later about around that center. Uh, next, we're going to move up to the throat center. That was the center that I resonated with the most at first when I first started learning about this because I'm like, because everybody kept telling me, oh, you have a great radio voice. Oh, your voice is so powerful. And I was like, okay, like I didn't understand. And then it made sense once I saw the human design. And so I kind of, uh, a lot of my resonation from the human design at first was around that center um, as I got more into it. Uh, so it is fun to dabble in these centers and look at them for a certain amount of time to learn about them and then move on to the next one. But you don't have it activated. Yeah, I don't have this activated and Aaron does. And I think that most anyone can agree that his voice comes across stronger on the podcast than mine does. And that means that people that don't have this uh, activated, it's all about timing of when you use your voice. And, and with an activated throat chakra, centered those people can talk you know endlessly where i have a, a limited amount of time to where my voice well it will actually start to sound weaker and so this is again is uh aaron does have a wonderful uh, podcast radio type voice and it fits his design so well and for me i have to regulate the amount of time that we talk every week when we get together so that my voice sounds consistent so this is one of the easiest i feel like for our listeners to be able to um, hear the difference between our voices and our designs. And then moving up, obviously, would be the mind center. Uh, and and this is one to really look at and consider uh, because you would think that if somebody was generating energy from the mind center, then you would think that they're coming up with ideas and they're putting them out. But is that really what it means? When the mind is activated, it means that you come in with a lot of energy to share mentally, but it can be somewhat limiting to where the white-minded person has the availability to tap into whoever and whatever they're around. And so that's why I like to say that you know this whole philosophy that I've been developing for over 25 years is a, a conglomeration of information that I've been studying uh, throughout my whole life, looking at things differently, having many, many conversations with many different types of people, studying many different types of spiritual paths, religions, to have as wide of a view possible to share with people. And, and it's, it's, it doesn't mean that somebody that has this activated isn't open-minded. It just many times they will stay stuck on a certain dogma or a certain way of thinking, and they won't always be as flexible in looking at other views as someone with this center filled in as white. And so, again, it's not better or worse. It's just a, a different influence in how you are mentally being influenced or whether you're the one that has the mind activated and you're mentally influencing. And so this uh, it's a, another great experience for Aaron and I to have these opposites. And uh, I think it's helped us in our communication and the way that we see the philosophy and have expanded on it in seven years we've been together. 
And finally, the one at the very top would be the Crown Center, which Alexander and I both have non-activated. Yeah, the Crown Center is connected to the spiritual or religious side. And so typically people with this mind center, the, the crown and the mind and the throat, all three activated, they are normally some of the most dogmatic people. They, their view of the way they see things is very limited in willingness to change. And so again, this helps me to understand when I'm talking to people that speak very uh, dogmatic or very uh, in their opinion. And it helps me to accept them when I can imagine that they have these three centers at top all filled in. And so this, I do feel like, is a is a benefit for our designs together again because we can discuss all the possibilities of spirituality or so-called religions or uh, life paths, uh, philosophies. And I think that that has benefited us in our designs once again for us to have this um, similar. And this is one of the few that we have non-activated uh, together. And it gives us the expansion that we need to to share this type of information with the public. Yeah, like you were saying, when two people come together in the same room near close to each other, the, the charts actually overlap and they influence each other. And so I think together our overlap chart is that all energy centers are filled uh, except for the crown. And, and I know I've read that that is, that's like the optimal combined chart for discussing like, <laughs> like, like what we yes. do of discussing a philosophy, discussing life and things like that. So uh, we didn't know that at the beginning. I don't sure. remember ever knowing that until recently. So it's interesting how that worked out. Yes. And, and we can attest that it certainly has helped us in sharing this information in the way that we're able to, to communicate. And it's, it's rare. So again, when we resonate with someone, whether it's through work, play, or whatever it is, um, I'm hoping to help people to see how special that those connections are. And this, of course, has been very interesting to me from being in bands and with playing with many different types of people and knowing that talent wasn't the answer. Sometimes you could play with a less talented per person, but you just resonate with them so much. So. So the human design helps to give a visible readout of what is happening when these energies uh, blend. Yeah, and I think the more the more you get into this stuff, the more you can kind of sense the energies because you know, some people may not believe in it or think that they're there, but I think this helps give a visual, like you were saying, and then and then almost like open your mind and your feelers up. <laughs> to be able to sense it a little more, or maybe that's just an emotional center thing. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, but. I think that's very much, I think people can take this information and expand on it to make yourself more in depth of understanding of the self. And some people choose to see it as limiting, but that's very confusing for me because I, I feel like the more that you can know about the, the unit, then the more optimal you'll be able to expand uh, from the basics. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us for this free version of this uh, discussion. We are going to get a little more into uh, each center on the other side and the complete conversation. And I have a lot of questions that I want to go into on uh, some of these energy centers that I've always wondered. And so for my own learning to understand them more. So please consider joining us on the other side. Thank you. Nice journey. 
Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog, and continue your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.